Welcome to the Black Girls Raised in the South podcast, a podcast dedicated to elevating the voices and centering the lived experiences of Black women raised in the South. Our goal is to inspire, motivate, and encourage all women to thrive. I'm your host, Taffany English, a.k.a. The Motivator, and I am a Black girl raised in the South. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Black Girls Raised in the South podcast. I'm so excited that you've tuned in. I wanted to drop in to share a little about me, the why behind this podcast, and what you can expect when you tune into the show. A little about me. I'm a Black girl raised in the South. I am from Alabama, raised in a small town called Lincoln. There's so much I could say about my upbringing there, but for now, I'll leave it at this. It shaped who I am, and it also explains why I strive to be a part of the progressive change in the South. My roots here run deep. I'm the oldest sibling and grateful mom to one adult daughter. I grew up in a very large family, all three sides. That too is for another conversation. Nevertheless, my large family always found a way and they definitely had to make some ways. My love for community and serving others comes from being a part of a large family unit. My roots run deep here in the South. My family's roots run deep here in the South. They have a rich legacy and a history of overcoming and persevering that I don't want to forget. And I want to continue to elevate not only their stories, but I want to elevate the stories of so many women who gain strength and wisdom and skills and knowledge from those who came before us. And there are so many women in the South who embody that spirit of community that spirit of togetherness and unity and that spirit of, you know, reaching back as they climb. And I will always carry with me the values and beliefs that were instilled in me because they were instrumental in shaping me in who I am, how I look at this world and how I perceive issues and challenges in this world. And they also taught me a lot about joy and finding inner joy. So I will always remember and lean in on the legacy of my grandmothers, my aunts, my cousins, and all of the community leaders that had such a significant impact in my life. And so one thing I can say is that that spirit of community has always been with me and it's just part of who I am. So yeah, the women in my life definitely embodied what it meant to bring the community together and to take care of one's own, you know, um, it really was a village and I'm forever grateful for that, that village. Now, perfect? Absolutely not. We have our dysfunctions just like every other family. So I always knew that I would leave. And although I knew that, I never wanted to abandon my roots or forget where I came from. I always envisioned giving back and contributing to my hometown and the South. And when I'm home, I never pass up an opportunity to spend time on the land, cultivate it, 
by the hands of my maternal grandmother, her children and grandchildren. Now, I've spent the better part of my professional career working for civil rights organizations, both on the local and national level. What I thought was an unfortunate turn in my professional career actually led to me pursuing a deeper passion that I had when I was younger. So I'm a graduate of Troy State University. Yes, it was Troy State University when I graduated with both of my degrees. It is now Troy University. Nevertheless, we're all Trojans. One Troy, go Trojans. When I was younger, I had aspirations of being a teacher. I actually felt that teachers had the power to actually change the world. But it just, it wasn't just the teachers in the classroom. We also had community teachers uh, that were part of the community. We also had teachers within the church. And I'm so grateful for their wisdom and their constant reminder of never forgetting where you came from, but also pushing us to become more and to do more. But always at the central theme of that, it was never self-centered. It was always about pushing us to do more and becoming more so that we can in turn continue helping our community and pulling someone up as we go up. And so that's embedded in me. And although throughout life, there have been times where I felt that that narrative didn't serve me, you just live a little and you'll see. And that really leads me to the why of why Black Girls Raised in the South podcast. It's simple yet complex. I wanted to give space and voice to Black women in the South because I believe in us. I believe in our power. I believe in our collaboration. I believe in our collective responsibility to each other, to the South, and therefore to this country. Growing up, I was surrounded by strong black women from various walks of life. I mean, my aunts, my cousins, people in the community, my teachers in the school, my Sunday school teachers, just just strong women from various walks of life. And I wouldn't be here without all of them around me. And I, I, I just knew when I was younger, I just never, ever doubted that whenever all of those women came together, they were going to do anything that they set out to do. They were going to make it happen. They were just going to get it done. That's what I know. That's the perseverance that I know. And that is what shapes me into who I am today. And so I want to share that part of me with you. So the Black Girls Raised in the South podcast is a space for Black women in the South. We are going to be discussing things like race, gender, politics, current events, spirituality, mental and physical health. We're going to have some personal and professional development thrown in some of these episodes as well. And these are all conversations that we're having at our dinner tables. We're having when we're out with the girls. We're having in that small group meeting in the office when someone has pissed us off, right? The things that we attempt to articulate in our social media posts, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those things that we're all trying to find solutions to and the Black Girls Raised in the South podcast will give voice to all those things that we're working on, all the great things that are happening in the South, the women who are leading these nonprofit organizations or these for-profit endeavors, women who in their honest feet 
have attempted to continue doing things to uplift the community only to be scarred and disappointed by someone's agenda. But we, we've got to get past that. Because if we operate in silos, if we continue to operate in silos or if we continue to allow the things that have happened to us and how we see them as preventing us from operating fully in our gifts and showing up in our gifts, we are doing a disservice to ourselves and to the community. And we've all had that one moment that shifts everything for us. And so... I've sat on this for a number of years. I actually wanted to start this podcast uh, maybe, I think it was maybe four years ago. I closely, like four years ago, I thought about it. And then in 2017, I was just like, okay, girl, start this podcast. We all have the moment, like I said, that shifts everything for us. And that moment for me was in 2017. As I stated, I spent the better part of my professional career working for civil rights organizations and still work um, with organization, civil rights organizations. Many of you will remember 2017 because it was a critical election here in Alabama. And that experience shifted me, right? There's only so much you can take and there's only so much that you're willing to take, especially when it's tearing away and undermining who you are, it's devaluing you, you're being overlooked, you're being misrepresented. And so you you have that moment where you're like, okay, enough is enough. Let me take charge. So while I was excited about the outcome and was so proud of the black women in the state of Alabama, uh, and let me put this plug in here. It, it wasn't just the black women because women from different socioeconomic backgrounds, different races, different national origins, they came together to make this happen in Alabama. Um, These efforts were led by black women who reached across the aisles, reached across demographics and made it happen. We get it done. But the work was overshadowed once again by this notion that black women in the South have to take a back seat and watch how others feel it should be done. And I would never forget, I received a phone call from a colleague, a well-intentioned colleague and one whom I, you know, I still have a great deal of respect for. But as I stated, my professional career has led me, has led to some pretty significant connections with individuals throughout this country. And during this particular election, I received a phone call And on the other end of this phone call was this colleague. And she said to me, you know, what are you all doing down there? This is so critical. You're almost at the juncture, but you're not going to be able to do it without us. Now, I need you to tell me, who do I need to call? Now, I've heard about this person. How do I get in contact with this person? Because I just need to have a conversation. And I remember one in shock, like, wait, we're like literally two weeks away from election day. And now all of a sudden you want to help, right? That, that was my initial response, but I had to sit back and I had to think, and I had to reflect. And I said, you know, this happens all the time, right? We have to, or the, there's been this notion that in order to affect change, that we need someone 
from the outside to come in. And in some cases, we do need that, right? But this whole narrative that we can't do it in and among ourselves or that we can't do it side by side, that one group has to be leading over the other. Well, that led me to also look internally. And I had to ask myself, what messaging have you been sending out? Who have you allowed to overtalk you in meetings? Who have you allowed to pull you in a corner and hijack your ideas and then take it back to the executives and portray it as their own? Right? How many times have you apologized for being firm in your beliefs? How many times have you sent an email to apologize for something that you really didn't do, right? Because that's the expectation. Black women are always apologizing. Well, I'm done apologizing. I'm done apologizing for fully showing up with all of who I am. And I'm done apologizing because I own and stand in my own power. And I am able to do this work, this progressive work that's happening in the South, just like you're able to do this work Your contributions matter, your voice matter, and what you bring to the table matters. And I want to be a part of elevating the voices of Black women in the South because we've stood in the shadow too long. There's a shift happening in the South and progress, specifically racial progress is happening. And the saying goes, if racial progress can happen in the South, it can happen anywhere. So even if my journey takes me elsewhere, my desire is to continue supporting that progress wherever I am. And this podcast gives space to supporting the progress happening here in the South. Now, I'm not sure if you all are into numbers, but I am. And according to the last census, which was in 2010, about 57% of the nation's African-Americans were living in the South a higher percentage than at any time in 50 years. It is estimated now that the number is at 60%. So it's evident that Blacks are returning to the South. I think we can, you know, and we'll talk about that in some later episodes. This is an intro, so I won't get into my whole economic and, you know, social spiel about why people are returning to the South, moving to the South. And I'll I'll close with this. The South has shaped who I am as a Black woman. It has given me an unmovable, unshakable respect for who I am and where I come from. I'm living in a place where so many marched, bled, and died to secure my basic freedoms. Freedoms that I'm seeing today being stripped at every turn. But in recent years, it's emboldened me in a way that I never imagined. Understanding we are not all the same. And that's a good thing that we're not all the same because we're all on our own path 
and we're all driven at different levels. But one thing that we all have in common is that we're trying to move forward. And in order to move forward, we've got to be in the game and we have to change the game. The contributions of black women in the South to shaping and changing the world for the better are often minimized. But we know at every moment in history, every moment in history, black women have worked alongside their counterparts and contributed significantly. And it's just not the names we know. So it's not just Fannie Lou Hamer, Ida B. Wells, Coretta Scott King, Rosa Parks, Mary McLeod Bethune, Angela Davis, but it's the women we don't know. Yet their work continues to contribute to progress here in the South. They are here. And that's why we have Black girls raised in the South. Because they're here. I'm here. You are here. And we're getting it done. And we no longer need approval from anyone. So we're going to join hands with those who want to join hands with us. And we're going to keep it moving. We have things to do. We have things to accomplish. I believe that we, and when I say we, I mean Black women, our allies, and those who support the work that we're doing, we'll get it done. So what can you expect in upcoming episodes? A highlight of women throughout the South. Activism, mental and physical health. We'll talk about personal and professional development. We'll talk about the Southern culture. We'll talk about our music, our food, and we will definitely talk about the roots of the church in the South. And we'll also talk about allyship, how that's beneficial to us, what it should look like, and how we move forward. I'm so excited about this podcast, y'all. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Black Girls Raised in the South podcast. I'm your host, Taffany English. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of Black Girls Raised in the South.